What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the Float Your Boat podcast, where we talk about anything and anything that will, you know, float your boat. I'm your host, John Healy, and today we're going to be talking about video games. One of my largest passions in life is video games. I don't even know. I don't even know if passion is the right word for it, but regardless, I love video games, and I spend a lot of my time playing video games. And my guest today is one of my uh, one of my good friends, one of my old childhood friends. Uh, it's my buddy Zach. What's up, everybody? Yeah, I remember you gotta. You can't. They can't see you, so you gotta. You gotta vocalize. I, I had that issue yesterday where I like made like a funny face on my wife because she was saying something, and I forgot that no one could see me because it's all audio. So I have to remember that too. But so Zach, you and I, our relationship basically was founded on video games. We had like all weekend gaming sessions where we would literally play gears 3 or whatever game was out at that time mostly it was gears it was a yeah. lot of gears of war play through what which one of the gears gears all the way through? gears 3 on insane overnight overnight we stayed up to like nine o'clock in the morning and then we made velveeta mac and cheese a whole pot of velveeta that's how big of gamers we are we eat horrible and we play a lot of video games so zach take take the take your your audience through like where where did your uh, video game journey start? My video game journey started on the original Nintendo. No, 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 on the original PlayStation. No, it was before that. The Genesis, the Sega Genesis, the Genesis, and the Power Rangers game, and then the Ninja Turtles. Oh my gosh! I saw this. Uh, I saw this funny post on Facebook, and it was like, "I'll give you." Is this dad posting a? picture of it and it's the lion king gang the lion lion king game i can't talk the lion king gang for um for sega genesis which was impossible uh the hardest game ever oh yeah um and uh he's like i'll give you kids twenty dollars if you can beat level three there's only two buttons so it can't be that hard and that game many many an afternoon with my when my parents were at work and i was at home with the babysitter were played were were spent on that game and the Aladdin game for Sega Genesis but so Sega Genesis was your first console oh yeah um and in terms of the Lion King I think the hardest part that everybody got stuck on was the uh what are those like the bulls the charging you had to jump on them oh like the The, water buffalo yeah the water buffalo that sequence I think that's where a lot of people got stuck is that level three I want to say it might be level three. I'm but we'll, we'll, fact, we'll fact check that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check on that. But after the Sega Genesis, I went to uh, the original PlayStation. A lot of Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Those were the days right there. Rayman. That was on more Nintendo. Yeah, Rayman was... Was he? I think it was on no. Nintendo for a long time. It was Nintendo 64. Because I remember the cartridge was green on one of the games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you're right. Yeah, so I mean, and that's just kind of like a brief history of how Zach got started on playing video games. But I started playing video games. I mean, my my there's always been a game console in my house. I don't ever remember a time where there wasn't a game console in my house, um, whether that be like a gaming computer or even just like Nintendo sixty four. Uh, so my my first memory of playing video games on on like a console uh, would have to be. Uh, the Super Nintendo. My dad had a Super Nintendo, mm. and every once in a while he would let us play it. Uh, and then, of course, Sega Genesis, and then he got a PS PS One, 
um, and that was that he got a PlayStation One for us, and we had a Nintendo sixty four also. We had we had literally almost every single game system <laughs> that that was released. The only one we didn't have was like a Sega Dreamcast, Nintendo GameCube, um, and I think Nintendo GameCube was the last great Nintendo system. Yeah, my favorite thing on the GameCube was probably uh, Pokemon Coliseum, oh. where oh that was the first time you actually got to visualize the size of the Pokemon. Well, no, there was um, Pokemon Coliseum for Nintendo 64. There was? Mm-hmm. Because it was, they actually oh, had two. Oh, it was Coliseum they had, 2 on the GameCube, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know if, that might be Coliseum 2 on the GameCube. I remember Pokemon Snap, that was always a fun one. And of course, yeah. I had like Game Boys and Game Boy Colors and oh, who didn't Game Boy Advance. Game Boy? So, I mean, my childhood was deeply rooted in video games. And I met Zach when I was 16 or 15, I think it was 15. About, yeah. I was 15 years old, so he was 14. 13. So we didn't we didn't know each other before then, so I never knew. We met in art class. <laughs> we met in art class. That was the only class we had together. Yep. Was art. Well, because you were a year younger than me, and yeah. I didn't take art my first year. So it was, an, it was an elective. Anyways, off track. So, um, but yeah, like Nintendo 64 was the height of Nintendo games. Except for the handheld systems, yeah. um, the Nintendo DS was a great system. It's kind of clunky and weird, but yeah, when it first came, that's kind of when they started to get real gimmicky with their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, they had the 3DS, which I could not stand. It, the 3D just hurt my brain so much, and I never used it, so I never played my Nintendo 3DS because I would just play the game in 2D anyways. And I think that with, mo- with everything, most 3D, except for like movies now, is that like. 3D is only good in like a premium setting. Yeah. And like the right lighting, the right resolution, the right software and, and editing. Yeah. But when it comes to like games, games should never be in 3D. Until we're moving into virtual reality. That's the only time you should see 3D. And that's not even real 3D. That's basically that's like 4D. Yeah, it's, it's, it's replacing your surroundings with something else. Let's, let's talk about virtual reality. And I'm going to say something that might be... Very controversial, but I hate virtual reality. I hate the concept of it. I hate the idea of it. I hate how how self centered it is. Like you're the only one who can enjoy it. Like, and I don't know. I don't know what age range of people are listening to this, but back in the day, you played games on the couch, split screen with your friends. You ever had to uh, tape the blanket to the screen? Yep. To make sure that they couldn't. We didn't use a blanket. We used typically cardboard. Cardboard. So, but yeah, that that's how you played games was split screen or you your buddy would bring over his Xbox and you'd hook it up to your TV and you'd both play the same game or you'd take turns and it wasn't all about your experience. It was about the experience. It was about involving everybody around you, like building those relationships. And now video games are like, let's take Halo 5, for example, no split screen. Why would you ever make a Halo game without split screen? And I know that's like three years old now. Yeah. But... That's crazy to think that Halo 5 is already three years old. See, the thing about virtual reality, in my opinion, it's still in its early stages. The technology is not there for it yet. It's it's moving there. It's got to start somewhere, just like everything. The first car started with a steam engine. Now look at us. We're three seconds down a quarter-mile track in some 4,000-horsepower cars. That's taken a huge innovation. But once the technology gets out there where you can link up four or five wireless virtual reality headsets to one system have some true interaction 
inside a virtual world because everybody wants to be able to escape into video games because that's that was my reason for gaming was just to get out of what's going on in my life and focus on something else i agree with that i mean i i can see where you're coming from i just don't like virtual reality i'll probably never buy a virtual reality system unless like something about it just really entices me to because you got they're expensive i mean like an oculus is like 500 bucks oh yeah the HTC Vive is like three ninety nine. Even like the PS Four um, VR is like three ninety nine. That's that's as much as the console itself. Oh yeah, more than the console if you buy like a bundle pack for like two ninety nine. So I mean, I think that I think the consumer demand is there for it, but I don't think the technology or the right kind of game is there for it yet. I don't think they. I don't think they've made a perfect virtual reality game. I heard that Resident Evil Seven was great in virtual reality. It was a great VR game, but that's a game where it's very immersive and yeah. it kind of you kind of get trapped in the world, kind of like Fear on the PC back in the day. Oh yeah, that game scared the crap out of me. My my brother played that on uh, on his on his first computer that he ever bought, and I remember just like being in the room and the lights were off and. Gosh, I had so many nightmares from that game. <laughs> I never, I haven't played it since. See, but the virtual reality—if they just took a horror game where you could have four people link up with the headsets and they have to survive with the monster out there—that would be amazing. I, I, I think that'd be where it would like explode. Yeah. I just don't want to see normal console gaming go away. No, it, normal console gaming is always going to be there. I don't know though, because well, I mean, it, it won't always be there. Because of course, like in a hundred years from now, who knows what? Yeah, who knows what, what we're going to be, be doing? Or I mean, I won't even be alive in a hundred years from now, probably. And speaking of all that, you've got PlayStation and you've got Xbox. Both of them are looking at two different options. PlayStation, they've got their VR going on right now, but Xbox, I've seen them delve into augmented reality, like Pokemon Go. Sort of like Pokemon Go, yes. They had those glasses, the HoloLens that Xbox was working on. I haven't oh, seen yeah. too much news on that like yet. Like some Iron Man type stuff. Yeah, like some Iron Man stuff where you'd have like a tabletop game outlaid on your coffee table in front of you. Or you're doing Minecraft. and So you can still see just, the world around you, you but you still, just, it, yes. it just changes certain aspects. It like, projects the game onto your real world around you. I could see that happening like i can see that happen i can see that becoming more mainstream faster than vr is now because mm-hmm. vr is already pretty mainstream i mean even even like movie industries and the internet is already like rapidly going leaning towards vr um but i think that and this is i mean i could be totally wrong but i think augmented reality is the first step to making a proper vr system yeah because it, I mean, it's not full. It's it's semi VR basically. It's not all the way there. It's not fully immersive. But another thing too is that like the the graphics in the game would throw me off. Like seeing fake graphics and expecting to see like like when I, when if when I think of like virtual reality, I want to be like the the graphics need to look so real that I cannot tell that it's a video game. And, and that's gonna, of course, come over time too. But speaking of VR, Xbox is um, planning on releasing their uh, project, or not releasing, but announcing their project Scorpio tomorrow. Tomorrow's uh, the sixth, April sixth. 
So it, it's already been a week since since they've since they've announced it, but they're planning on releasing or announcing their Xbox, their new Xbox Scorpio, codenamed Scorpio. It's like the the closest you can get to a to a PC machine yeah. in the console form. To a premium built PC, 4K graphics, VR ready, out of the box. And we kind of had we were kind of talking about this earlier, but I, I was like, wait, 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 we can't we can't talk about all of it. We have to like save some of it for this podcast. But for like the Xbox Scorpio, I think it's gonna be called the Xbox X, the Xbox One X. Is cool. is what I've is what I've seen online, some leaks online. But I mean, who knows? They might. I think Xbox Scorpio is is a is a plenty fine name. Yeah, Sometimes I wish like companies kept their code name as the actual name. Oh yeah. Instead of like. Uh, like BlackBerry had like the BlackBerry Mercury, like that's such a cool name. And you think of like when you see when you think of a Mercury, it's like oh BlackBerry. But then they change it to like BlackBerry ZTX10, and you're like, <laughs> what? See, I think the whole project is actually just called Project Scorpio. I think if they just they could just call the console Project Scorpio for all I care. It's yeah, but if they if they heart. if for think about marketing though, if they keep it as project, it's gonna they're yeah. they're, th- they're saying it's not finished. Which I think, if I'm not mistaken, the the that Xbox you can it's like customizable, not like you can you can swap out the internals, right? No, that was uh, something that was talked about in the beginning. But Phil Spencer, the uh, owner of Xbox, CEO, he came out and said that that's not really gonna happen anymore. It's too much. I think I think they had a good idea, but. It's not like a PC where you have where you can install a new driver for a, a if you have if you want from like a GTX 960 or GTX 1080. My dog's whining in the background. You might be able to hear him. So it's not like that where you, it's fully customizable and you just need it. And as long as your motherboard accepts it, because how long is that motherboard going to accept certain game? Oh, certain exactly. certain. That's kind of why I moved card. away from that. And what graphics cards are going to fit inside that console? Because every graphics card is. It can be a different size. I mean, there's some graphics cards that are that are three fan setups, and they're a lot longer. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Scorpio Xbox. I know consoles. They don't actually use the physical graphics cards. They use the graphics processors with a special cooling unit. So they don't use the full on graphics cards inside the consoles. So, I mean, I think it's going to be. I think it's a cool idea to actually to come up with that that premium. To basically tackle the PC gaming market, that, that's that's yeah. what that's what they're aiming for, in my opinion, is that they're trying to get people to play Xbox who left Xbox to go game on PC because of the performance. But what do you think the retail is going to be on it? Do you think it's going to be like five hundred, six hundred bucks somewhere around there? Or honestly, the Scorpio, based on how they did the Elite controller, which is made for the same market overall as the premium gamer. Uh, somebody who likes to game a lot, but they prefer to do it on console. They want the best that they can get on the console. I'm gonna say it's probably gonna retail, like you said, probably about 500 to 600. Could possibly, maybe even see up to 700. That's see, but my, and that for me to spend 700 dollars on a console, I would I would not want to want I would not want to upgrade that for eight years, eight to ten years. It's like a computer. I mean, you buy a computer, you you build a computer for a thousand bucks. That computer is going to last you four five years before yeah. before you even really consider to upgrade it, because of depending on what you put into it, it's going to last you a while. That it, the it's you future you future proof yourself from having to spend more money down the road. 
and I think if an Xbox is going to be seven hundred dollars. Uh, my first thought is like, oh, someone's selling it on eBay. Like they sold out of Best Buy and they're selling it on eBay to like, they like bought like 14 of them and they're selling them for a profit. That's what I think about. But for like an actual like retail price Xbox being $700 is, is insane to me. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. And I'll, I, I'll probably, actually I know I won't buy it. See, I probably will just because I'm a big Xbox guy. I like all the systems I like PlayStation I love the exclusives on them I had a great childhood playing Jack and Daxter Ratchet and Clank those are some of my Ooh, favorite Clank, some of my one. favorite games right there and I have an elite controller myself which was made for the same market and a lot of people speculated that the elite controller was gonna flop because it's a hundred and fifty dollar controller who's gonna buy a hundred fifty dollar controller well, I did. I, I did. And you got a scuff. <laughs> yeah, I bought a scuff. So it was like it's a it was third like, party. It was like controller. 160 or 170 after all the bells and whistles that I added to it. Yeah, and it's got all those same features that the Elite controller does. And I got the Elite controller. So the Xbox Scorpio, as we're going to call it, is probably going to be it's going to be up there in price. But it, in terms of what you're thinking about, or if you've got a PC that's going to last four to five years. In four to five years, you're going to have to change out what on that PC? You're going to have to change out the graphics card. Or RAM. Uh, processor, probably more RAM. I wouldn't say necessarily processor. Processors are, processors are, are pretty pretty good at maintaining a good lifespan. I think it would be – even graphics cards too. Like you can, If you have like a GTX 960, which is a two-year-old graphics – which is a two-year-old GPU, you can still run games at – Yeah, but look at it this way. In the last five years – talk about just the last five years – Xbox One has been out for what, like, four years now or so? Three uh, came now? out. In, did it come out in 2013? Three four years. Three. Four years. Four years now, right? Look at the amount of uh, graphics. How, how do I progression that we've had improvement over in just that short span? Because when you and I we were talking about the Genesis, that was when we were young children. Look at what we're playing now. When I'm playing Battlefield 1 or Mass Effect Andromeda, the environments look real. Games are moving so quickly that four to five years for a graphics card or a processor might even be too long with the way that graphics are improving and how they're just moving on. Yes, but with just like with software enhancements, like we were saying with how graphics, how like the software engine of the of that runs the game is rapidly improving. Yeah, the optimization. So so will the hardware that runs it at at the same or sometimes even more of a rate. I mean, look how fast GPUs are coming out. Oh yeah, like they've had like a brand new G, a brand new GTX like every six months to eight months, and it's forty percent faster than the one before it. Oh yeah, like the so they came like out the, now with the 1080. New, the now they've got the TI, Titan, Titan yeah, the Titan, X. yeah, and it's 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 insane. So I think that I mean I'm definitely excited about the way that video games are heading, like the direction that they're heading. Oh yeah. One thing that I want to see is Nintendo to get their crap together and stop making these gimmicky crap products <laughs> because I don't know about y'all, but the Nintendo Switch looked cool on paper. But in in application, it's it's bad. It's not good. Um, there's very you have to you have to in order for you to use expandable memory, you have to up you have to update your system in order to use the expanded memory that Nintendo sells. 
they sh- re- release the console completed. Yeah, I mean the idea and the practicality are awesome. Off and the I charts. think I think Nintendo's always Nintendo's always going to be around. I don't think that Nintendo will ever die off because of how big of an impact they had to kind of kickstart the gaming world. Oh yeah. I mean Nintendo, Nintendo 64, uh, GameCube. I mean all those consoles were iconic, and in every Xbox, or excuse me, every Nintendo console is iconic in some way. Especially handhelds. They, I mean, they rule handhelds. No one can compete with them except for phones. Yeah. Phones are slowly starting to creep yeah, up because you have, it's everything in one. And now even Nintendo stepping into the phone market, creating games for the phones. Mm-hmm. So. I have a Nintendo Wii U. Uh, I bought it maybe a year and a half ago, I think. I haven't played it in eight months. It's, it just sits there. It's a cool idea. I love playing Mario Kart. I love playing Super Mario and all those games, but there needs to be, and they need to hunker, they need to like buckle down and focus on building solid hardware that is developer friendly because there you can play Skyrim on you can play Skyrim now on the, the Switch. Nintendo Switch but Skyrim is a, a, like a 7-year-old game. Yeah. It's old. It's not not it, new. It's not and even it's not and it's not remastered. It's this it's the one that was in 1080p or 720p or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So if they're now just having the capability to play a 7-year-old game you got to kind of take a look at your 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 drawing board your ideas because yeah. if that's if that's your big innovation is that you can play a seven-year-old game you're not innovating you're you're nintendo is the apple of <laughs> of video games except they they suck yeah like at least apple I mean, at least apple products can compete yeah and they and they typically outperform in sales for and from from androids even though that they're a year to two behind on hardware they're still their brand is their brand there. is so strong and that's like Nintendo their Nintendo's brand is so strong but their hardware is 10 years in the past see my thing with the switch is I think Nintendo was they made a mistake trying to tackle both markets at once mm-hmm. Nintendo needs to branch out and they need to say hey let's make a powerful console to compete with the PS4 and the Xbox which they, I know they can do I know they've yeah, got the capability to I mean to. think about like before Sony was even around, who was the king of consoles? Nintendo. I mean, they they completely destroyed Sega, like burnt them to the ground. They were they just they just totally out marketed them and out and and outplayed them and outperformed them. And then you have Microsoft that comes along and sneaks in the Xbox. Oh yeah. And now it's like the biggest. It's like the, the biggest. And same thing with Sony. They 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 do they do the PlayStation, and it's it's way bigger than. Any than any other Nintendo consoles currently, not in the past, but currently. Yeah. So. See, Nintendo, they can Nintendo can really excel if they stick to the handheld market. That's what they've moved towards. That's what they've mastered. They've mastered the handheld market. What if they? What if they? Like they they targeted the handheld market like they're targeting like with the Nintendo Wii U and because I mean even like the even even the Wii U is t- is kind of handheld yeah with the game with the gamepad with the screen on it and then and the Nintendo Switch is portable it's a handheld it's a hand it's a handheld console they should stick to that and then build an actual at home console that competes with Xbox yeah. like let 
let your Nintendo Switch and your and your DS and your 3DS and all those consoles just have their own marketplace. They could do that and make a powerful home console that all those systems can link with. Yeah. Like, instead of having to get an extra controller, guess what? You just pull out your well, I DS. Well, they've already done that. Like, with the with the GameCube. And I, I, don't, I don't know if it was a GameCube or the Nintendo 64, but you, you should be able to hook up your Game Boy to your console and play on your big screen. Yeah. You that should, was the they, GameCube. They've already, they've already done that. It's a GameCube. Yeah, that was the game. And even now, like with the Wii U and the Nintendo and the Nintendo Switch, they have like backwards compatibility games in the marketplace that you can buy. You can play the yeah, original well, Zelda. Yeah, I'm thinking more like if you've got a DS game that hey, you you want to play it on the big screen, right? So you just link it with your system. Let's see how pixelated this the... game is and play it on yeah, the big screen. Yeah, it might be <laughs> pixelated, but guess what? It's on the big screen now. But. I mean, and then you've got, instead of having to pull out an extra controller, guess what? You just keep playing on your DS or something. Or say you need an extra controller. Hey, I got an extra friend over. I don't have an extra controller. Guess what? You've got a DS laying around. That you can use as a controller. That you That's can a just cool idea. use that as a controller. I like that idea. But will, will Nintendo ever do it? And Nintendo, if you're listening to this podcast, please do that. Please. I'm begging you. But they probably will never will. So... I actually think that's a good that's a, a good place to wrap this up. It's one o'clock. I gotta get back to work. I gotta um, get back to work too. <laughs> Zach just came over to hang out with me during lunch, and we made some grilled cheese. And you know, hey, you want to record a podcast? And yeah, sure, why not? And so now we're here 20, uh, 25, almost twenty six minutes later. So which has been, I've had a lot. Of, this is this is uh, this is only my second podcast ever, but I had a blast doing. It. I had a first. lot of fun. And this is his first podcast ever. So, Zach, where can they find you if they want to read, if they want to contact you? Like, if they want to contact me, I've got a bunch of different things. Um, at the Car Grizzly, that's all the first letters are capitalized. At capital T, the Car, capital C, Grizzly, capital G. Find my page there, or you can hit me on Xbox at uh, O space Rufio, R O O F I O space O. That's where you can find him. You can also find me at Chocolate Milk on basically every social media, Twitter and Instagram included. Uh, Facebook, I, I'm more of a lurker on Facebook. I just like to watch funny videos. So, you, I mean, if you want, you can find me on there, but you won't ever really see too much activity on me from me on there. Um, plus, like, my Facebook is kind of like my personal space. Twitter and Instagram, I don't care who follows me or who's on there. So, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and uh, and Instagram at Chocolate Milk. You can also follow the podcast at FYB Podcast on Twitter, and that stands for Float Your Boat Podcast. Uh, that's our Twitter handle, and I'll put all the links and our tags in the actual description for this podcast. If you did enjoy it and you want to subscribe, we would appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening, and if you made it this far, congratulations. Um, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. You're not going to say bye? Bye.